You're listening to Healthy Mind Matters on KSL News Radio. Thank you for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters. I'm Maria Shaleas. With me today is Amelia Hopkin. She's the director of the Angel Watch program. And today we are talking about how the program helps women who are suffering with a pregnancy loss or helping them through the pregnancy loss. And Amelia, give us some idea exactly how do you help provide support for women? What happens when they come to you? Um, you know, the group of women that we work with, are it's a very unique uh, group in that any, any loss of a child, no matter what age, um, whether that be a 10-week miscarriage or you lose a child who's in their 30s, that is a trauma, and that affects you as a parent greatly. However, when you are pregnant and you find out that your baby may or may not make it through pregnancy, your entire pregnancy can become a trauma period, this ongoing can't escape it. Usually, if there's something that, that we need to get away from, maybe it's a toxic situation at work or you know in the neighborhood or something, you have a safe place that you can go. But when you are physically carrying a child that you love very much, but that the outcome could be very devastating to you, that's not something you can quote, get away from. And that's not something you necessarily want to get away from. You want to treasure that baby. And these conf- these two very competing, strong emotions really can cause some trauma. In addition to the fact that as a society, we're only now, I think in the last few years, learning to recognize the validity and the depth of pregnancy loss or the loss of a child. And our program seeks to take people during that pregnancy, during that time when trauma occurs, and reduce it as much as possible. Whether they choose to go full bore and try to help their baby is irregardless. That's still a trauma period because they don't know what the outcome is going to be. And so going in and talking with them, making sure, answering their questions, maybe they're having a crisis of faith. We have chaplains that will work with them. All of our um, social workers are trained specifically in child and grief to do appropriate psychoeducational play with the kids or teach the parents how to answer questions. What's normal questioning for a child at what age? And what can they do as parents to decrease the negative impact and really figure out how to communicate and use this time as some as a time that they can connect in a different way that they haven't had the chance to yet with children or family or other support systems. So I can understand that it's individualized, mm-hmm. but do you work just with the individual or are there support groups? How does that work? Oh, such a great question. We are actually really lucky in the state of Utah depending on where you live, pretty much every area has something. We specifically go into the homes and we work with families in that setting because it's so much easier to absorb information and ask questions and sort through some feelings when you're not in a very sterile environment, no matter how kind the doctor is, because we have some amazing kind doctors out there that work with these families it's still not the same as on your front front living room couch or sitting around the kitchen table. And having someone that you can text and talk to for an hour and a half to two hours if you need to about where you're at in your grief process, that's what the Angel Watch program does. We do have support group online, uh, a Facebook page, for just for families of our 
Angel Watch program, and then we help them tap into the community resources that exist. And this is where we're super lucky in the Salt Lake area um, and along the Wasatch Front and other areas of Utah. We have groups like SHARE, um, who are an amazing organization of volunteer parents who come and volunteer to do molds of babies' hands and feet hands and feet after they pass away or to do support they also do support groups for grandparents um, of who have lost infants because grandparents love their children but they really love their grandchildren and it's so it's a loss for them kind of on two levels Um, we have support we can direct dads to support groups because dads a lot of times will grieve differently than moms and that's okay they need to be allowed to do that and support groups for moms that are in the areas there's different places you can find clothing for burial or for pictures there's different photographers that will come and do pictures for free um, at the hospital um, if your baby is either going to pass away or has already passed away and a lot of times when we mention that especially dads are like whoa that sounds kind of weird but that's something that you're never going to get a chance to do over. So if it's something you really want, now's the time to get that. And they do such a tasteful job of it that most people don't even realize what that picture is unless you tell the backstory to it. Wow, these are incredible people that yes. are helping these moms. And I'm just trying to, how do they do this? I mean, it's so emotional. It is, but a lot of these people that do it, this they have experienced something very similar. And this can be, for some, part of their healing journey, their healing process, and being able to give back. The other thing is that these situations are so difficult and emotionally draining and hard, but for these families, they're also sacred spaces that they really they protect. So if you are invited... If you are privileged enough to be invited into that circle, there is a lot of a lot of strength and power and goodness and peace that can come through that as well. Wow. I am speaking today with Amelia Hopkin. She's the director of the Angel Watch program, and you're listening to Healthy Mind Matters on KSL News Radio.